This is Woody Huffines, and this is the Owner's Voyage podcast, or the journey to business ownership. How do you go from being an employee to being an employer, or being unemployed to being self-employed? That's what we do, is we talk about all the steps that you take and the things that you can do, the things that you can think about to make that journey as much fun as you can make it, and to make it as rewarding as you can make it, and maybe avoid some of the rocks and shoals that sometimes that voyage produces for you. Hope you join us. This is the Owner's Voyage Podcast, and this is episode number eight. We talked yesterday with Bob Roden, and we talked about having a strong why. And one of the interesting points that Bob brought up when he was talking about his business is that he works with his wife. And then they have a very different skill set. His skill set is much more aligned with being a relational guy being somebody that can stand up in front of a group and present a PowerPoint slide set. He enjoys shaking hands, meeting people, and talking, which got me to thinking for today. Let's talk about your resources. As you determine that you want to do a business and you got a why and you may have an idea of what kind of business that you want to be in, the next thing that you need to start considering as you go forward is what kind of resources do you have that are going to make you successful? or that are going to help you be successful? What talents and skills do you have that you can use to make you successful in the business that you choose? you got an idea. You maybe have an idea of who you're going to serve, but now you need to figure out how you're going to serve them. You need to figure out what your skills and talents are. What your given gifts are, are the things that you do that you do well, the things that you do that you don't do well, and then things that you just don't do well at all. So the first thing I would suggest to you is that you find a test, an independent test. Psychologist would say an instrument. But you go find a test that'll give you some idea about what your strengths and weaknesses are. And over the years, I've taken several, and, and I have a fondness for all of them to some extent and find them all useful to some extent. Some examples would be the Myers-Briggs type inventory. It's MBTI. The Myers-Briggs inventory has four different continua, and you find yourself on each of those continua in different places. For example... You might be an introvert or an extrovert. You might gather information by being sensing, that you gather information through tactile sense, or intuitive, where you kind of figure things out with an intuitive sense. Then you might make decisions by feeling, or you might make decisions by thinking, and you might arrange your life by perceiving or judging. The value of the Myers-Briggs for me is it gives you a baseline that kind of helps you understand what your personality is, what your basic personality are. And if you take the Myers-Briggs inventory, there's a lot of information that comes with it. For example, some insane percentage of elementary school teachers are ISTJs, which are introverted, sensing, thinking, judging, rule followers. And an insane number of college professors are ENTPs, or extroverted, intuitive, thinking, perceiving people. You have a general sense of yourself, but it helps to go measure that sense of yourself and what your strengths and weaknesses are and have an independent instrument that will kind of help you map those out. The Myers-Briggs is one of them. 
Another great tool is the Strength Finder. The Strength Finder test is given by Gallup, and it's got 34 or 35 different strengths. And if you take those strengths, and it ranks you after you take this test, and you can take it online. You can go to the Gallup uh, website and take the Strength Finder, and it'll rank you from 1 to 35. If it's 35, I can't remember if it's 34 or 35, but it'll rank you from 1 to 35. And you can look at your top five strengths, and it's even better if you have a Strengths Finders coach. And we'll talk more about Strength Finder Coach because uh, a friend of mine is a Strength Finder Coach. He's very knowledgeable about it, and it's, I think, a very valuable thing to go do. But it'll tell you the things that are your strengths, and strengths are things that you have a natural talent for that you've been rewarded for over time, and they've become strengths. They're things that you do that you do automatically and that you do well. Now, those strengths, if you're doing something that is a strength, and remember we talked about flow, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, the idea of the optimal psychological experience. When you're in a task or you're doing something that is one of your strengths, then you're very likely in flow. It just feels right to you because you're good at it and you enjoy it. And then there's another set of your strengths that you'll find when you take the Strength Finder that are supporting talents. These are things that may not give you the same charge that operating within one of your strengths gives you, but these are talents that are supporting, that help you do the things that you do really, really well, that you have a strength for, that you have a natural talent for that's been reinforced. And then they call the things down towards the bottom of the list as you take them, they call them non-pattern talents. I guess they didn't want to say weaknesses because it's I've got weaknesses. There's stuff that I don't do well. There's stuff that I don't like to do. And the point of the Strength Finders is that you should focus on the things that are your talents. You should focus on the things that you enjoy that give you energy. And don't do the things that suck energy away from you. And the Strength Finders, it's a great instrument. It's a great way to learn a lot about yourself and kind of put the experience that's your backstory. We talked about your backstory. That'll help you put your backstory in context so you know the things that you do, that you do well, that you enjoy doing, that you can then focus on doing. Because if you can pick a business or an activity that relies on your strengths to perform, you're going to get energy from that. You're going to be excited about that. And the more you're excited about it and the more energy you get from it, the more you're going to do it and the more likely you are to be successful. Another option, there's a testing company. It's called Johnson O'Connor. We've had our kids do Johnson O'Connor testing. A Johnson O'Connor test, you go in, and if you take the full battery of tests, they test everything from your manual dexterity all the way up through your strengths and weaknesses and your personality traits and the things that you do and do well in in a wide variety of tests. And at the end of that, you have an idea of what your IQ is, and you have an idea of whether you can do detail work and administrative tasks, and there's a whole range of things. And if they look at all of those tests that they administer, they can show what professions, activities, or jobs match up well with the strengths that you have and the talents that you have. So Johnson O'Connor... It's a, it's a really well 
uh, researched and, and very repeatable process. It's just another way that you can go in and take that test to find out a little bit more about your strengths. And the fine, final one I would mention is the DISC profile. Uh, the DISC profile has a lot to do with whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. And, and it's the same, it, without going into the detail of the DISC, it, it's the same kind of idea. If you're going to go do something and you're going to risk time, talent, and treasure to go do it, the more information you have about yourself as you approach that challenge, the better you will be at meeting that challenge. So if you take the time going in to find out what your strengths are and really map those strengths out and have a good understanding of yourself, it'll help you accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. In my case, for example, I, uh, earlier this year I did the Strength Finder. And my strength finder coach was very interested to see that I pretty much had a pretty good idea of everything that I did pretty well and had a really good idea about the things that I didn't do all so well. And it may be because I'm old or it may be because over the last 30 years, I have spent an enormous amount of time taking Myers-Briggs and strengths finders and Johnson O'Connor and taking tests because the only tool that you have or the most important tool that you have, if you're a small business owner, is you. And the more you know about that tool, the more effectively you will be able to use that tool. The more you know about the kinds of things that you do well, and the more that you know about the ones that you don't do all that well, or the ones that give you energy and the ones that sap you of energy, the more effectively you will be able to accomplish the tasks and the goals that you want to set out for yourself to accomplish. But that brings us to another point. As I talk with business owners and people who are starting businesses, one of the things that's interesting, and, and I'll not name any names, but in the business that we're in, there's another guy that's in the business that has been, as I have, a director of IT. And he's been in software sales, and he's a director of IT, and he's been um, at, at that executive level in the IT business. And as a director, for me, as a corporate controller, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm doing corporate controller things. And if I've got a contract in front of me that I have a question about, I call legal. And if my chair's squeaking, I call facilities. And if my computer's acting up, I call IT. And if I have a question about what to do with an employee, I call HR. As a small business owner, you are legal. And you are facilities. And you are IT. And you are HR. So one of the things that you have to get your mind around, if you're going to take this journey to business ownership is that you are the man or the woman or the one that's responsible. And so you have a broad range of things that you may have talents in, that you may have experience in, and you may have a broad range of things that you don't have a lot of talent or experience in. I mean, think about it. Small business owner, you got to know marketing and accounting and contract negotiation because if you're going to have a lease or you're going to buy cars you got to have any assets that you acquire you're going to have a contract that you need to do, deal with you got to write ad copy if you have a retail space you need to know a little something about construction to make sure that the construction in the retail space goes the right way 
How about purchasing and business processes? And not just business processes, but the design of business processes, knowing the kinds of answers that you need and how you put together a business process that is reliable and repeatable to get you the answer that you need to get or to accomplish the task that you need to get. And there's not a total quality department that you can bring in to do a process analysis for you. You have to develop your own processes and those processes then match up to how you do accounting and how you do marketing and how you do advertising and how you do purchasing. And having the ability to go do that is something that you're going to either need to do or to hire. So you're going to have to know what are the important items in the business that you're deciding to run that you need to keep track of. I'm from the Fortune 500 world in my past, so we would call them KPIs or key performance indicators. What are the individual pieces of information that you need to concentrate on that you need to know to run your business effectively? Is it how many leads you're generating? It is, is it how many leads you convert to sales? Is it cost of sales? Is it cost of advertising? Is it uh, the, the margins that you get on the different parts of the business that you're doing. So this is all information that you need to kind of wrap your head around to say, you know what? To be successful in this business, whatever the business is that you picked that meets your why, that is going to put you in front of the customers that you want to deal with, that's the kind of business that you want to run. Now that I've gotten there, how do I map out the resources that I've got, internal and external, that will get me the information, the resources, the activities, or the tasks that will make me successful. Which of those tasks are the key performance indicators that I need to really concentrate on to do well? And how do I align the resources that I've got to get those answers and to get those results? And again, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Great book. Recommend it highly. One of the things that Stephen Covey talks about as a seven habit is beginning with the end in mind. If you're going to build a house, you don't just say, hey, I want a house. Pour a foundation. See how it turns out. You know before you start how many bedrooms the house is going to have, how many bathrooms, how many square feet. It's going to have a formal living room, formal dining room. How big is the kitchen going to be? Before you start that construction, you have an end in mind. And part of knowing what the end in mind is, is understanding the resources that you have. I mean, for example, if I was going to go build a house, I probably wouldn't lay out a 15,000 square foot house in University Park in Dallas because I don't have the resources to accomplish that. So you need to begin with the end in mind. And part of that beginning with the end in mind is understanding the resources. And a final point that I would make is as a small business owner, although there are activities that are not your strengths and there are activities that suck energy from you and there are activities that you're not particularly good at or don't like to do, you still need to understand them. For example, let's say that you're going to hire out a marketing company to do your marketing. If you haven't gotten your head around the kind of marketing that's available, and how that marketing is done, then you don't know if you've hired the right person. So that's the last point I would make, is after you get your resources mapped out, 
and you know what you do and you know what you do well and you know what you need to do and you know how to measure those things that you need to do. The last piece of that is you need to buckle down and learn about even the stuff that you don't like to do so that you can make good hires to get those things done. It's a learning process, and this is just another piece of it. Get your resources lined up and know what you need to do. I'm Woody Huffines, and this is The Owner's Voyage, a journey to business ownership.